Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this post-Smackdown review video. Uh, sadly, if you are watching this live on YouTube, uh, there are no images on the screens. Um, I do apologize for that, but obviously something massive just went down on SmackDown. We're going to talk about it all. It's absolutely monumental. In fact, quite a few things monumental went down on this week's SmackDown. So we're going to talk about it all. But uh, it is true that uh, we don't have the images. You would have to have waited another like 10 minutes for me to load them all. I thought you'd rather we just get stuck into it, straight into it. So a bit of an exception. We will normally have them. But um, let's get to it, shall we? The show starts with uh, Roman and the Usos arriving. We see them pulling up. So rather than a promo, we actually get them arriving in vehicles and looking very confident. Obviously, no Paul Heyman, no wise man. We know that he was um, put through the table at SummerSlam and we'd hear more about that later. But rather than a promo, we open with that little segment and then straight to a match, basically. They show us a load of SummerSlam video packages. Obviously, Corbin lost at SummerSlam. All the superstars backstage are making fun of him, laughing at him. And so uh, the matches made Corbin against Ricochet. Ricochet was one of those superstars laughing at Corbin. And so the first match of the evening is going to be Corbin against Ricochet. This did not take too long. I would say with the Roman entrance, the kind of video package about SummerSlam probably took about, I don't know, five minutes or so. Uh, and then we're into our first match. This gets loads of time and it deserved it as well. Ricochet here looked great. He looked like the Ricochet we know he is. You give him a spotlight. I mean, literally, Triple H has turned around to Ricochet and said, try and steal the show. I mean, good luck stealing the show. Certainly with what's happened at the end, but at least try and steal the show. And he does a damn good job. He goes out there. He's doing every flip possible. But it all looks good. It's all landing. It's all looking like good offense. Eye catching. It's going to play well on social media. Sets up the show. Red hot crowd. I mean, we knew during this match this crowd were hot. I don't think we quite expected what was going to come. But uh, it was a red hot crowd. They were really passionate, really vocal, making themselves heard. They made themselves heard later. But in this bit... They, uh, they were right there as well. And good, just good. I mean, I've got written here, hot crowd, great action. Um, it's Ricochet that gets the win thanks to a distraction by Pat and um, not a bad start. My only criticism here, and you know what I'm going to say, I feel like this was too much about Pat. It felt like Ricochet and Corbin had a match. But we constantly kept going over to Pat. We constantly kept going over to the commentator who provides a distraction. They then get him throwing a ball in the ring. Basically, what they want to do is they want to recreate the, you know, the um, the microphone moment with Brock and Roman. That was actually referenced tonight. They want to create that moment by have Pat throw a ball to Ricochet. Ricochet catch it. It just felt really contrived to me i was not a fan of that part of it unsurprisingly but um i thought the ricochet corbin match was really really good and ricochet looks great here so nice hot start then we go backstage to sammy and the usos sammy is like guys 
SummerSlam. You killed it. You did a great job. He was uh, absolutely loving it. He wanted to congratulate Roman. There's no Paul. There's no wise man. So the Usos are having to deal with Sammy this week. And they're like, listen, we're going to text you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him to text you and all that kind of stuff. Because um, he wanted to speak to Roman. They're like, look, we'll get him to send you a text. Can you, like, you know, do us a favor? Can you uh, go and get out, like, his music sorted and everything? And so they're using him, like, in that way. They're using him as the lackey, if you will. And you know what Sammy's like? He's like, yeah, okay, it's not really my job, but oh, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. And so uh, they got him and sent him off to uh, go and do that. Uh, then we went to our next match. This was Ludwig against Nakamura. This one was uh, good. Again, I thought there was some good action here. Again, Nakamura kind of showing what he can do. What I really liked about these first two matches is they were credible. They were competitive. They got to show off like a lot of their moves. Um, and obviously, Nakamura gets the win. And so that means that he will now face next week. Next week, Nakamura versus Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship. Now, there's no way Nakamura wins that match. There's probably going to be some outside interference if we're going to need it. Hopefully, Gunther just wins clean. I want a, a heel Gunther, to be honest. So hopefully, Gunther just wins clean. But we'll have to see how that plays out. I think that Nakamura winning here wasn't the biggest surprise. I do feel sorry for Ludwig. Ludwig just looks really like a jobber. He just looks like a lackey. I know that's kind of his role, but I think it would have been better if Nakamura had beaten someone else to have got this opportunity um, uh, than Ludwig, because Ludwig's taken a lot of L's here. You know, he lost the other week. He keeps getting chopped by Gunther. Now he's lost again this week. It does make me wonder why Gunther hangs around with him. Gunther's all about pride and, you know, projecting strength. So uh, there's got to come a point where if Ludwig's going to keep losing, he's going to get rid of him. So I don't know. I just uh, we're walking a tightrope here, I think, with Ludwig. I know it's not the most important part of the show, but it is worth just talking about because if they keep having him lose, you've got to move him away from Gunther because Gunther would and shouldn't, wouldn't and shouldn't tolerate that kind of performance and that kind of result you know he should have him gone and replaced and he should be ruthless so we've got to be careful not to use Ludwig this way too much it's all right for now either way it sets up the match Nakamura Gunther next week really good face-to-face -face as well really nice face to -face. I like both of those superstars so that definitely big tick then uh we got uh this the live moment. Oh my God, the live moment. This is legit the biggest moment up until this point on the show, right? The matches were great, but I did not expect this. I don't know if anyone expected this, right? Now, I, I, I share a lot of opinions, right? That's what I have to do. Like, there's a lot of time to fill. When you're doing an hour before a watch-along, then you've got the watch-along. Now we do this post-show review. If I don't share my thoughts and opinions, I'm not too sure how I feel that time. So there's a lot of opinions that are put out there. And I am the first to put my hands up and say, good chunk of my opinions are not going to be popular, right? They're not going to be opinions that people share. And my feeling about Liv 
and her losing and surrendering the title, right, I knew would not be a popular opinion. I knew it wasn't popular because there's loads of Liv fans on social media and there's loads of Liv fans in this community. And I've had people coming back at me saying like, no, why should she surrender the title? There's been loads of baby faces that have kind of won by cheating or, you know, ignoring a result. And my point was, yes, there has Eddie Guerrero, but Eddie Guerrero was all about lying and cheating and stealing, right? Or maybe they've done it, but they've done it against a heel. Like, you got to remember, Ronda wasn't a heel. When she went into that match, she was a face. She was a face. Ronda was a face. Liv was a face. It was face versus face. And the way that SummerSlam ended was one face. I can't say cheated the other, but she she is not the rightful champion. She tapped out before that match ended. She tapped out before the match ended. So my point was... I think she should come out and say to the fans, I want to be your champion more than you will ever know. But I did not win at SummerSlam. I cannot stand here and represent this belt and represent this championship right now, knowing that I lost. So I am going with a heavy heart to forfeit this title. That's would have been a big statement, would have been bang on character. It could have opened up an exciting women's tournament, blah, 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 blah. But it also opens up a big opportunity later down the road for Liv to get it back, but get it back the right way. Not with a cash in, which is fine, but she could have got it back with a win. She could have got a clean win against someone and we're up and running then with Liv. You know, she reached the mountain top, maybe a bit early, but she got there and then it got took away from her. You know, she had to face Ronda Rousey. There's no shame in losing to Ronda Rousey. But she got to the mountaintop and it, oh, it was just, oh, it was in a grasp. We saw Daniel Bryan win the title at SummerSlam in 2013. And as soon as he wins it, Randy cashes in on him. I think it was Randy uh, cashes in. And so he has it for all of a few seconds. And those fans were desperate for Daniel to get, like, you know, a world title, WWE title. Desperate for it. He has it, and it goes. But all that does is it makes WrestleMania 30 even bigger. My point is, if you are a Liv fan, if she had surrendered the belt tonight, it would not have been a problem for her long term. Yes, she doesn't have the belt now, but... You heard the fans. The reason we're having this conversation is because the fans booed Liv. I don't know if I've ever heard the fans boo Liv. I don't know if I've ever heard it. Ever. Like, it was... She prides herself on her fan support. It has absolutely got her where she is, right? Absolutely got her where she is. And that fan support has meant a lot to her. And you could tell she came out, held the title up, smile on her face, went to the ring, got in the ring, and you could just start to feel and hear the murmurs, the boos starting to come through. And then the chance you tapped out. You tapped out from the WWE Universe and honestly, crestfallen. You could see it all over her face. Just crestfallen. Came out with, you know, as the champ, enthusiasm. 
in the ring, crestfallen. I'm told that they bleeped out the swear words and that she actually swore uh, during her promo. I, I didn't catch that. That passed me by, right? I was in shock. I was in boner. I like was on the verge of going to hospital for shock. I was in that much shock because uh, it was, I, honestly, you tapped out, booze, Ronda Rousey chants. Not only that, we, we quickly go on to the gauntlet match, right? Because obviously this is to set up the gauntlet match. We go to the gauntlet match. Liv's on the outside of the ring. She's sat there. And whilst the match is going on, you can see her turning and holding the belt up to the fans. So it's clear that even when the gauntlet match was happening, there's fans that are still giving, giving some lip, saying you don't deserve that, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And her response was kind of, you know, well, I've got it. The thing, the, the, the problem you've got now is that that has sent a message. It sent a very clear message to the world, right? That there is a good chunk of people that are not on board with this Liv Morgan title reign now because she's not rightfully seen as the champion. You can't walk around parading your belt around, acting like you're the champion when we all saw you lost that match. And again, you know, keep coming back to loads of people are going to say, well, there's been other faces, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but they're different characters. They're different characters. To me, Liv has always been work hard, do the right thing. You know, you see so many kids that like look up to Liv Morgan. I mean, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy that they have just kind of shrugged. You know, uh, I feel really conflicted about it, but oh, well, it is what it is. Well, these fans were not happy with that answer. They they weren't going with that at all. And the problem you've got is that message has now gone out that there's a chunk of people that don't respect this title reign. And uh, in our watch along, there's people saying, do you think they'll go with this now and turn a heel? Maybe because Shayna wins the gauntlet, by the way. Shayna wins the gauntlet. Raquel Rodriguez looks really good in it. The results of that, Sonya beats Aaliyah first. Raquel beats... Sonia, Raquel beats Shotzi, Raquel beats Zia Lee. They give Raquel that kind of Kofi Kingston treatment. Really, uh, you know, she's the star of it. Shayna comes out last and wins. This is always my problem in gauntlet matches is normally it's the ones at the end that come out that get the win. So you kind of have to sit through a load of matches that you know aren't going to really matter. Um, and then Shayna comes out and beats Raquel. So, uh, and then she stares at Liv. Uh, they did not focus on this long. I think they were probably worried about the crowd again. So we very quickly move on. So, yeah, really. Oh, I can't stress this enough. So interesting. I do not hate Liv Morgan, right? I'm always conscious about how these, you know, comments come across. I do not hate Liv Morgan. I actually respect Liv Morgan. She does work hard. She did a time in NXT. She's been on the main roster a long time. They've not, not used her to her full advantage, so there's so much about Liv that it feels like she's waited in line. She's waited in line. She's waited a turn. And I was pleased when she won Money in the Bank. I didn't think she should have cashed it in so early. And I was worried about how she was going to get past Ronda at, at SummerSlam. And, I mean, look, the way they've done the booking, it's resulted in they've actually managed to turn the fan base against Liv Morgan. Uh, I mean, you've got to put that down as being an L for Triple H. As much as we're going to sit here and say he's amazing, and he is amazing, 
And right now, this feels fresh. It feels better than Vince, blah, 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 blah. Let's never forget he's managed to get the crowd booing Liv Morgan. And I don't think that's what he was going for. So a little bit of a misstep there. Interesting. So interesting. I mean, I feel like we could do an hour on that. No word of a lie. There's so much to, like, break apart. What are they going to do going forwards? You know, could this result in in changes? I mean, I don't think they'll change it now because it seems like they're building to Liv and Shayna. But could they go with this and turn Liv heel? Could they? Could Will this be part of the story where Shayna's like, you cheated, my friend? How much do you lean into that? How much do you not want to lean in that? Maybe you don't want Liv as a heel. So maybe you've got to kind of not lean into it. What are the other crowd reactions going to be like? Oh my God, there is so much to dig into that. Such an interesting segment. I mean, loved it from a fascinating point of view. Uh, right, then we got Usos and Sammy. Sammy was backstage again. He's like, look, I've sorted the music. I've got into an argument with the pyro guy, but whatever. Pyro's amazing. Music's amazing. Everything's amazing. Can I uh, can I get a text from him or like you know and basically Jey Uso snaps. He's like, listen, you if you want the truth, you need to start pulling your weight around here. He's like, we leveled up at SummerSlam. What we did at SummerSlam, we leveled up. And if you don't start leveling up, we'll take that shirt away from you. So the honorary Uso Sammy was like, uh, like I think he was taken aback uh, by what they said. And uh, it was really good. I mean, it feels like we're getting some movement there. People in the chat saying, do you think Sammy will help Drew? And all this kind of stuff. Maybe. I hope not. I want this to launch Sammy to the main event. I want Sammy to get in the mix. I know he's a smaller guy. Stop being Vince, right? Doesn't matter. He's a great wrestler. He's someone that the crowd got behind in NXT. He's been a heel for a long time. I think you could turn him face. And I think he'd be over. I think he'd be really popular. The underdog from the underground. That's that's what he went by in NXT. So, yeah, I'm I'm really interested in what they're doing there as well. Then we got Viking Raiders against Jobbers. This was fun. Viking Raiders beating up Jobbers. They win the match easy. Kofi comes out, stops walloping them with a kendo stick. Kofi had spoken earlier about how Xavier's going to be out for a while. Um, but, you know, he's... Basically going to, you know, take it to the Viking Raiders. Didn't quite know how he was going to do that. Wondered if he might go and get a partner. He did. He went and got Mr. Kendo. Mr. Kendo stick. That was his partner. Came out walloping him away. I've got a little bit of a problem with this booking. Because it was so brutal. Like, he's smacking them and they're going out the ring. As soon as we come back from commercial break, they're having a match. It's Kofi against Eric. I mean, what I just saw... Felt like the Viking Raiders should have just got Sin Red. This is the new ferocious Viking Raiders. This is the Viking Raiders that want to rip people apart. So they've just got walloped with kendo sticks. We go to a break. When we come back, one-on-one -on -one match, Kofi against Eric, Ivar on the outside. I mean, that just does not connect to me. This this new We should have gone back with the Viking Raiders destroying Kofi, chucking him around the arena. Just, like, literally mopping the floor with him. Uh, instead, no, let's just have a match. And then not only that, Kofi wins with a roll-up. So, <laughs> think about that. The Viking Raiders, this big, scary tag team, uh, win a match against Jobbers, fine. Get walloped with kendo sticks, fine. 
but then agree to have a match with Kofi one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, and they lose that match. And it's like the segment ends with Kofi in the entranceway celebrating and the Viking Raiders just looking a bit stupid. I wasn't a fan of this. I, I think of all the things you could have booked. I mean, I would have done everything the same, but apart from Kofi comes down with a kendo stick, wallops them, knocks them out the ring, celebrates with the crowd for a moment and then runs and gets out of there, right? Didn't need the match. Didn't need him getting the win. I didn't need the Viking Raiders kind of looking so weak. So, yeah, another little uh -uh for me. Um, then we got the news of the tag tournament. So this was a surprise, a show full of surprises, actually. Um, but this one was a surprise because I didn't think they'd do the women's tag tournament now. I thought enough water had gone under the bridge whereby, and there's rumours of Sasha and Naomi coming back. So women's tag tournament starts on Monday. Big surprise, because Sasha and Naomi are meant to come back. And I thought, well, they'll just bring them back and, you know, they'll just leave the titles on them. We don't want to talk about what happened. I mean, what happened was not good. I mean, they walked out and we haven't seen them for months. And, you know, it's all a bit, I don't know, awkward. You know, it's I don't know that it's a good look. Um I'm telling you right now, this is another one that the WWE Universe is split on. If you're sat there thinking everyone has got support in Sasha on what she did, forget it. Because I didn't. Um, for me, like, you just don't walk out of a show if you're advertised for it. And you've got fans there. You don't just walk out. I mean, equally, I have to stress, I don't think what WWE did was the right thing. Um, certainly, if you speak to talent in a disrespectful way, you're going to upset the talent, aren't you? But... At the end of the day, she shouldn't have been spoken to the way she was. And she shouldn't have walked out. So everyone looks rubbish in this. No one comes out of that looking great. WWE don't look great. Sasha doesn't look great. Naomi doesn't look great. No one looks great. So I thought what we would do is bring them back, leave the titles on them, and we'll just move forward now. But no, we're going to... No, we're going to carry on with the tournament. Which I, th I thought was a real surprise because that surely... If you if you got into wrestling once Vince retired, aren't you now going to ask the question of like, why are we doing a tournament? Like, what happened to the old champions? Is it not just digging up the past? I would leave it in the past. I would leave it there. I don't think we need to go over it. But I think what they've got is they've got some plans. I think that we'll get new champs and then Sasha and Naomi walk out and confront them. Um, so I think that's the story they want to tell. So we'll see. I'll be really interested to see how commentary, what commentary says. You know, if we crown new tag team champs, women's tag champs, and Sasha and Naomi walk out, what are the commentators going to say? Are they going to make out that they don't work there? Are they going to make? Are they going to come through the crowd? I don't know. I think definitely I'm feeling like this is a vehicle to bring Sasha and Naomi back, though. I'm feeling really good that this is going to lead to their return. So. I don't know, surprised at that. Genuinely surprised at that. Oh, the one picture I wish I had is of the new CGI for the Bloodline. And I said, oh, I can't wait to look at that at the review because we'll see what it is. There was this new CGI. It looked like a tree and it had the heads on of the Usos and Roman. But if you looked at the tree part, it actually looked to me like it was Vane's Bloodline. But equally, it could be a family tree. Maybe it is both. Maybe it's like veins, 
made to look like a tree with the heads on. Either way, it was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. Um, and so, as I said, if I could have any picture, I wish I had that one. I don't, unfortunately. But um, you can find it. It'll be on social media. And in fact, if you want to sleep tonight, don't even bother looking for it because it was horrific. But uh, it was new CGI for the bloodline. Then we get to our main event. So now we've got Roman coming to the ring. Roman gets in there and he mentions Brock and the crowd boo, which I again was surprised at. So I thought what Brock did at SummerSlam was incredible with the tractor and the ring and all of that stuff. But this crowd were not having it. So, uh, yeah, a few boos. And Roman's like, I hate him too. He said, I respect Brock, though. I respect Brock, but I hate him. I hate him for what he did to the wise man. F5 in the wise man. And we don't have the wise man. And he was talking about that. And then Drew's music hit. This came as no surprise. Drew McIntyre makes his way down to the ring. And uh, Drew is, um, he calls him the tribal queef, which I thought was quite funny. But then the lights all go like black and white. There's like an effect that's, uh, I don't know if it's an effect that's put on the camera or if it they, I don't know, do something with the lighting. Um, but either way, it all goes black and white. All of a sudden, you look over at the entrance stage. A figure in the distance. I noticed, like, the smoke and there was a bit of a, a bird and straight away, Carrion. There'd been big rumours that Carrion was on his way. As soon as you see a, a, a blonde woman in an entranceway, smoke, black and white, Carrion. I knew, I'm not alone on that. I'm pretty sure everyone was that way. So uh, you go, carry and you go, oh, my God. I mean, I can't believe it. If I seem extra hyped for this review, it's because literally Carrion Cross has just returned. So the way it happened was we saw Scarlett in the entranceway. Everything goes black and white. Carrion Cross then attacks Drew McIntyre. I've just done a video on this where I asked the question of what what next? Does Carrion face Drew, winner goes to Clash? I feel like Drew's already earned that, though. And I don't think he'd put that on the line. Is it Carrion against Drew? If Carrion wins, he's added to the main event of Clash? That could happen. That could happen. You could do that. You could go that way. So uh, there's so many ways that you could go. Or is Carrion just not going to be involved at Clash, but he's going to just feud with Drew in the meantime? And then we get Drew Roman, and then maybe we get Carrion Drew after Clash? I don't know. The fact that we're so far out from Clash at the Castle makes me think that Carrion's going to be involved. It makes me think they're going to add him, include him. I don't see how this feud is going to play out before we get to Clash, and I don't see why you would just pause it at Clash. I mean, there's every chance that Carrion could come down and actually cost Drew the title at Clash. So... Carrion, if he's not going to be in the match, I certainly think gets involved. And so maybe we've seen Usos get involved. We've seen... Do you know who I thought at first? I'm going to be honest. I thought it was Solo Sokoa. At first, right, as soon as, like, the lights go, you don't quite, you don't see Scarlet. As soon as I saw Scarlet, I knew. But the, as soon as the lights go and there's some music, you go, my first thought was Solo Sokoa. And then, obviously, it wasn't. It turned out to be Carrion. As soon as I saw Scarlet. But um, yeah, I'm wondering if they've done so much outside interference in Roman matches. I wonder if what they're thinking now is, do we have Carrion interfere? That will keep the belts on Roman. And it's credible. 
It's a problem that Drew's got to deal with. It's going to prevent him from winning. Is that going to be a bit flat, though, that Clash ends with Roman standing tall thanks to help from Carrion? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how you book it. So much to break down. I did not expect this tonight. Massive, massive moment. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I love Carrion. I thought he was um, uh, really good in NXT. My only criticism, and it's nothing, but I'm just going to mention it because why not, is I'm not a fan of when Scarlett's mouthing along to the song. Uh, I, I like Scarlett just being like this kind of figure that stands and stares. When she's like mouthing along, it just comes across to me like she's, I don't know, partaking in karaoke. Um, I don't need that bit. So the cool entrance is amazing. The smoke. He's got a great look. She is stunning. What a package they are together. She had the egg timer thing that she put down, turned it over, backed away, basically saying to Roman, you know, your your time is coming up. And Carrion could absolutely be someone that beats Roman. I think in Carrion, I trust. Carrion could be the guy. He could be the guy. He could be the guy. Cody could be the guy. Drew could be the guy. There's so many guys. It's so exciting. So exciting. So, yeah, for me, Liv being booed was a massive moment. The uh, Carrion obviously coming was a big moment. The women's tag title tournament being announced, didn't expect. That was an interesting announcement. We got in-ring wrestling, which I thought was good with the first couple of matches. There are downsides. Didn't need Kofi and uh, Viking Raiders and how that played out. Didn't need the focus on Pat at the start, I think. He's had his match. Forget it. Unless we're doing a rematch of Pat and Corbin at Clash at the Castle, which I hope not. But if we are, then maybe that's why they're keeping him involved. But for me, that should have been a spotlight on, you know, Ricochet, Corbin, losing again type situation. So, yeah, there was a couple of things in there which I wasn't uh, a fan of. But overall, what a show. Uh, Do you know what? I mean, it just gave me life. It just gave me life. I just... I said on the watch, like, it's been so long. I couldn't even tell you the last time that I had, like, a a, a a reaction like that to a moment or a freak out moment. I mean, I'm sure I would had I have done the SummerSlam stream, but I, I didn't because of UFC and everything. But, um, yeah, oh, my God, that carrier moment, that carrier moment is just one of my favorite moments of the year. And I know that might seem like a big statement, but it really has been a long, long time since something like that happened on Raw or SmackDown that really got me, that really grabbed me, and that got me, and it grabbed me, and it was amazing, and I loved it, and it was a really good show. So let's, uh, I know we spoke for a while there, but when we've got so much to talk about, what you know, what do you do? Uh, so uh, let's go over to the chat. Um, chat moving quick, man. Look at that. I don't know if it's like catching up or if you lot are just losing your minds. But um, it was. That is so. That is too quick. I mean, I literally can't read anything. <laughs> there we go. Okay, good. Uh, Cross isn't going to uh, be jobbing to Jeff Hardy types again. No, no. Uh, Delwyn said, Day's screaming was so good. I, I need to try and pull that out. I mean, honestly, it's been so long since I've had anything that I thought was even worthy of a separate reaction video that I I'm, I'm, might, after this, try and pull that out. But, yeah. Uh, Dortnight said, you might be super conflicted. WWE are on the same day as UFC. Yeah, I've been conflicted since the start. 
As soon as WWE moved to Saturdays and we knew it was going up against UFC, I I was conflicted from the start. I did not know the right way forwards. And I still don't. I don't know what the right thing is to do. I want to do... I want to do the wrestling. I want to do the wrestling. But the problem that I've got is like tomorrow, for example, there's no wrestling. So I'm doing UFC. There's no wrestling on tomorrow. So I'm doing UFC. So I kind of feel like if I'm not there for the UFC audience, when the big shows are on, how can I expect them to join me when it's the smaller shows? If I if I go by to the UFC crowd when the big shows are on, why would they come to me when the small shows are on? So that's my problem. This is what I'm saying. If If WWE were going up against the small shows, not a problem. I'd choose WWE. But they keep going up against the big monthly pay-per-views. WWE are not just going up against UFC. They're going up against UFC's biggest shows, which to me is mental. I can't be the only one that enjoys both. I can't be. I don't believe I'm the only person that enjoys UFC and WWE. So conflicted is the word, mate. I, I really don't know what how to address it or what to do i mean if if i turn my back on ufc then i feel like i have to turn my back on ufc completely and that would be such a shame like this i enjoy watching it and also you know what would i do on a saturday if uh if we weren't doing it so yeah it's a real problem it's a real problem for me but that's my problem not yours um will cross be added to the match at clash making it a triple threat says harry I don't know, Harry. It's a really good question. I pondered that myself in the uh, carry-in video. Just it's it's massive news. It's mass. It changes everything. It changes everything because I think what you've got now is you've got someone that really could end Roman's reign if Roman loses his belts to Drew. I think people would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. But I don't know if people would be crazy about it because Drew. As was said by people in our watch long chat, it's cold. He is cold. He's just come out of a couple of really boring feuds, right? I mean, he was feuding with uh, Corbin and uh, Madcap Moss at the start of the year. Boring, right? Then he goes into like a feud with, I think, the Brawling Brutes. And it's just like 2022 has not been a great year for Drew. He's been walking around with his stupid sword, right? Um, at cutting ropes, and just faffing around. He just doesn't feel cool. Does not feel cool. Maybe if you're young and you love the sword, you're loving Drew. But Drew, to me, doesn't feel cool. So we've got to do a lot of work to make him feel cool and to make me care about him beating Roman at Clash at the Castle. So that was one that I could see Drew being an option. I think he is a big star. And he's got supporters, right? Again, some of my opinions are not popular fine you know if you don't like him just file it under i don't like what he just said right that's fine but um yeah drew to me is is not not in a good place not in a great place not somewhere he's not someone i'm desperate to see i want to see cody get it but carrion carrion having lost and been kicked out the company and being the killer that he is he was so good in nxt i know it's quick i know he's only just come back but Come on, we all saw him dressed up as a kinky gladiator, not getting the respect he deserved. He's back now, and he looks awesome. And Scarlet's awesome, and the entrance is awesome, and Triple H will use him right. Uh, Cal W said the UK pay-per-view starts at 6, so it won't affect UFC, will it? 
Sadly, uh, Cal, sadly, mate, uh, I believe that WWE are putting on a show in the UK the exact same weekend that UFC are putting a show on in France. And fun fact about the UK and France, their time zones are really close because the countries are really close. So, uh, unfortunately, I think it is going to affect. The only thing I will say is that I really, I want to do Clash. I really want to do Clash in particular. I mean, I really wanted to do SummerSlam. But, um, I mean, because of it being in the UK and being in Cardiff and that stadium's going to be full of people. I mean, you know that stadium. It's going to be full of Wrestling Days signs. I mean, these are my people, yeah? You're coming to the UK. I am king over here, yeah? And so it's going to be massive. So it feels a bit rude if I don't watch it. But um, I don't know. I really, I can't, I can't nail that down right now. I need to sit down and uh, have a little look at it. But all I can tell you is that I was gutted at uh, not being able to do SummerSlam. And um, I really, I, I wish there was a way. I really wish there was a way. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to rule Clash out. Uh, John said, I think Roman defeats Drew, then Reigns Cross. I think Roman defeats Drew, then we get Reigns against Cross. Don't forget, you got Theory bubbling around as well. Theory's bubbling around. So Theory's got that money in the bank briefcase. That's obviously uh, uh, an interesting X factor as well. Because he can always cash in at, uh, at a certain point. Um, so, I don't know. You've got Drew. You've got Cross. You've got Theory. Cody coming back next year. As I just said in that, like, breakdown thing, it's, it's really... What a time. What a time. It's it's so exciting. And Randy will come back at some point as well. I don't know if they won't bother with Randy now, but Randy was meant to be Roman's opponent at SummerSlam. So, if we needed uh, an opponent and... I think Roman would win that match, but I mean, Roman, Randy, I don't know why. That's a match that really excites me. If it gets a great build, I mean, Randy's like one of the all-time legends. Roman, Randy is a match I really would like to see, actually. So I was gutted we never got it at SummerSlam. But obviously we got Brock, the tractor. I mean, there's no complaints there. So it's it, it, it's in a really good place. Within the space of like, you know, just a week, it's in a really good place. And Carrion coming back. Oh, my God. Anna said Carrion, top three, has Scarlet, no sex mask, and no skirt. <laughs> true, true. It's um, him being that kinky gladiator. I mean, straight away, we're like, this ain't going to work. As soon as you look at him, you're like, that's. it's not cool. It's not credible. It doesn't make him a monster. It just makes him look a bit lame. It, it just came across as lame. And he, you're absolutely right, Anna. He has none of that. And what I love about it as well is it wasn't spoiled. I know that the news broke from Fight 4. We did a video on it that he was coming soon. But it's very different to, from saying he's coming soon to he's coming tonight. So, do you know what I mean? Like, talking about the, he's in discussions. Apparently, he features in future plans. People going, oh, really? Is that going to happen? You know, I hope that does happen. That's very different to he's on the show tonight. So, boom. I mean, you know, amazing, amazing that that news breaks that they're in conversations. He's featuring in certain plans. And then, boom, here he is on the show. So good. So, so good. As I said, so, it's been so long since I had a moment like that to ugh, get my teeth into. Uh, Sam said, a lot of people were cheering for Liv during that match. 
uh, what the gauntlet match. Listen, I am in no doubt that Liv is still going to have support. No doubt, right? No way is the universe 100% uh, against Liv. No way, right? There's enough Liv stands that are going to be working overtime right now. The amount of work I would imagine Liv stands are doing on Twitter right now is just phenomenal. Like, I'd imagine it's like, you know, an industry at this point. They're going to be going into overdrive of putting, like, you know, positive spin on things and everything. And there's going to be tons of Liv fans watching live right now as well. And if you are a Liv fan, right, all I'm going to say to you is she has worked hard. Yeah, she has worked hard. She deserves respect. But this was an iceberg that you could see coming. You could see this coming because it is not her character to just cheat her way past her face or get a kind of dubious decision and then just walk around pretending to be champion or acting like you're still the legit champ. That is something that is going to rub fans up the wrong way. Now, to be perfectly truthful, I didn't like seeing it. I knew that this was a segment that was not going to appeal to me because that's that was my belief as well. My belief was that she is now parading around as a champion, having just lost the match. Now, when it's like Eddie, yeah, Eddie can shrug it off. You know, you lie, you cheat, you steal. That was his character. That has never been Liv Morgan's character. I feel like Liv, by Liv just ignoring it, it shows a dark side to her personality that has not been shown before. That that that. Do you know what I mean? It kind of. It's, it's as if she shows her true colours now. And that's why the fans kind of turned because Ronda won that belt and now Ronda's got suspended because she beat up Liv, all this kind of stuff. I totally get why the fans gave that reaction. Totally get it, right? And I don't want to keep hammering this point, but equally, you are right. I know there are people that are still firmly, firmly on Liv Morgan's side, firmly on her side, so, look, this is two tribes go to war. This is two tribes go to war. This is this is going to be... Uh, I don't know if it's going to be 50-50. I don't know if next week we're going to see the crowd reacting really positive towards Liv because they are going to try and make up for what she went through last week. Maybe fans... How do fans react to this? I genuinely don't know. Do the fans watch it and feel sorry for Liv so next week she gets loads of support or do fans watch this and go do you know what actually that yeah that is right she she isn't the champ why why has she got the belt and actually they start to then go you know maybe she gets a few more boos i don't know that people want to necessarily go and boo live i don't think booing live is really something people want to do but i think if she's gonna walk around like i'm the champ acting big time live that, that comes across as heelish to me. It comes across as heelish. That's a heel thing to do. You lost the match. You lost the match. I know it's not your fault, but there are there are things that she could have said. You know, in the watch along, it was raised that she could have turned around and said, I know that I lost that match. And I want to make it clear that when Ronda returns from a suspension that, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think she should have got, but that was not my call. But I want you all to know she will be the first person to get a shot at this title again. You know, you, we could have gone down that road. 
that that might have done something. I mean, obviously she can't just say that because that's not in the script and that's not the plan. So she can't just go, you know, by what the crowd are saying. So there was nothing she could have done, but WWE could have preempted it. WWE, I think, could have known it was going to go that way. But to be truthful, I didn't know it was going to go that way. I didn't know the crowd would react that way. I was shocked. I was shocked. If I'm shocked, they were shocked. Liv was shocked. It's it's a it's a big talking point. It's a really interesting talking point as well because we are talking about a character that was so seemingly universally loved and they found a way to get her booed. So, yes, there will have been people cheering her as well. I'm sure there was people that were cheering Liv. I, what I didn't hear was chance for Liv, though. I can't say I heard any chance. I certainly heard you tapped out chance and booze and things along those lines and Rhonda chance. I can't say uh, I heard, you know, like, let's go Cena, Cena sucks. I can't say I heard that, but who knows? I mean, next week is going to be fascinating. The The reaction that she gets next week is going to be fascinating. What they do on social media to try and, I don't know, fix this. Is, can you fix this? Does this need fixing? Was this a one-off? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, John said Rock is a big factor as well. Big factor next year. I, I, I agree. I don't think it's... I don't know if it's a factor yet, but you are right. He could interfere at some point later this year to set up that WrestleMania match. You're not wrong. Uh, Cal W said, this is Triple H's first week. Think about the months ahead. It's so exciting and cool to be a WWE fan. Well said. Well said, dude. Well said. Uh, right, we are... Let's go over to the scores, shall we? If we go over to the scores, because we're already well over, but um, I'm sure you understand, when you get a show that is as epic as this, damn. Damn. I mean, damn. So you lot, at the moment... 16 responses that's 16 people have said this is a 10 out of 10 show i can't go with that i can't give that the seal of approval because as i said there was definitely some stuff in here that i think bring the score down but what i will say is that we've seen these uh scores being given tens before and the shows were nowhere near tens right but what I would say is this one definitely feels at least more in that area. I don't know that for me I would go that crazy. But maybe that's just the excitement. Maybe that's just the enthusiasm. And I really can't blame you. There's so many talking points tonight. So many talking points. So um, let's jump into the chat for just a little bit longer. This is, I know this is going long. And I can't guarantee that these post-show reviews will be this long every week. But we've so much to talk about. I really do want to kind of get your your thoughts let's go into the chat some final thoughts we'll jump back see what the final score is i'll read those comments as well because i always ask for your favorite moment your least favorite moment we'll read a few of those and then we'll we'll send her home uh james said the cross moment was definitely 10 out of 10 delwin said uh 10 out of 10 uh matty said 8.5 for me uh legend killer says i like carry and cross let him in said i give the show eight but Cross was 10. Uh, the debut of Carrion is great. Straight in the title picture. Never saw it coming, says Wrestle with Andy. Wrestle with Andy. Shout out to you, bud. 
Um, I, I agree. Never saw it coming. With Cross coming back, I think they will go with a triple threat, says Prakar at Clash at the Castle. And Cross will take the pin so that both Drew and Roman can be protected. Uh, Hayden said, those 16 people are drunk. Heel turn. Heel turn by Hayden. Daniel says, 8.95 for me. Uh, Tahil says, uh, 7.5. Uh, Jim said, Rampage was good tonight. Dort Knight said, I called that moment. Turned it from a 7 to a 10. WWE did it again. Justin said it was a 9. Uh, NXT Cross has finally arrived on the main roster. Sam said 10 out of 10 just because of Cross. Uh, Zach said I would go with a 9. Uh, I went with a 9. Uh, Cal, shout out to you dudes. I, I do think he was shown too much, but I mean, I... I'm still aware that a lot of my opinions might be in the minority, and I feel like that one will be as well. But uh, shout out to you, Cal. I see you. Uh, Edward said, uh, Days, is Ronda done with WWE? No, I don't think she's done, but I think she probably planned to go away for a little while. Um, the way that she has been suspended, normally they use those suspensions, don't they, as a way of explaining why the talent is off TV for quite a while. So... Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's definitely it's definitely a way of getting her out of the picture. I don't know if she makes an appearance at Clash or maybe she doesn't. I mean, honestly, uh, the 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 Liv Morgan reaction is so interesting because how does that affect their match at Clash? There's every chance Shayna gets the belt and then we get Ronda Shayna face to face, kind of after Clash. Like, maybe a few weeks after or something. Um, or maybe Ronda comes back at Survivor Series. And Shayna's got the belt. And, you know, they're face-to-face. -face and Ronda could say, that's my title. That's my title. What you've got there is what I won at SummerSlam. I mean, ah, oh, there's so many ways that you can go with this. Uh, Kid K.O., shout out to you, dude. Shout out to you. Uh, Days has announced that Hayden has turned heel. Hayden, yep, big uh, community member, has uh, seemingly turned heel. Let's uh, wrap this baby up then, shout. Not Hayden, but uh, this. Uh, we got another response coming in for 10 out of 10. So I think that's going to be our official score tonight. 10 out of 10. Right, we've had uh, cross return, cross return, cross return, cross return, cross return, cross return. What was your favorite part of the show? Cross return, cross return, cross return. That's a long time. Do you know what? Someone has spent so long writing that comment. I'm going to read it. Honestly, Smackdown was a great show. I've seen a lot of changes tonight. I don't know if you realise days or what. Maybe watch again. We got a new referee debut. Oh, I know. I didn't see that. Which is nice. Uh, new screens behind the ring. Uh, they were at SummerSlam. I think we touched on those at SummerSlam. But um, old small video of SmackDown replay ads. We also got backstage Roman and Usos arriving to SmackDown in style. And that was fresh. So good. Uh, Ricochet versus Corbin was entertaining. Good match. Good to see Sammy is back. I like how Liv did her promo. But Liv fans, disappointing. All fans because she didn't promise the fans to beat Ronda. Don't get that bit. I'm a Liv fan. She needs now to improve if she wants to be a good champion. I agree. She should win clean. I actually said on the watch along, it should be Liv versus Shotzi 
at Clash at the Castle or someone that Liv could get a clean win against. My concern is if Liv's going to beat Shayna, I don't know that Shayna's got fans. I know it might not feel that way, but Shayna was a great NXT Women's Champion. And a lot of people feel that she has been misused on the main roster. And now that what happened with Liv and SummerSlam, I think there's going to be some momentum for Shayna. I don't know. It's going to be hard, man. It's so interesting. So interesting. She does She does need to, you know, show those improvements in the ring, get some good wins. Is that going to come at Clash? Is she going to beat Shayna? If she does, are the fans going to be with her? Ooh. Uh, I love Roman and Uso's bloodline entrance. Drew promo was good. However, uh, Cross returns, mind blown. Uh, do we see a triple threat? No DQ. I cannot wait. I am going to the Principality Stadium in four weeks time. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? I don't know who you are. You should have put your name at the end. I would have given you the shout out. It's a great comment. I hope you have a fantastic time at the Principality uh, Stadium. And uh, cheer on Liv because uh, I think she's going to need that support. But, um, damn, it's so, so, so much to talk about. And you are absolutely right. There was loads in there. Loads in there. Great comment. Uh, cross returning. I think it's uh, biased to say it's Liv's fault. She got booked. When your favorite all-time in Vince and Bruce wrote SummerSlam, Triple H could have changed the script when he received it, but he thought it was going to protect Ronda. You didn't complain when it happened to Ronda by Becky. You need to steep. Oh, I love this. You need to stop hating on Liv for what's going by what the script says. And also, how long has Roman been champion for? WWE said it was 702. Do you think there is a way we can just, we can get just the title on the line? Right. Yeah. So over 700 days for Roman. Is there a way we can just get one title? There is. I don't know that we go that way, though. I mean, I feel like Roman needs to come out and basically he needs to say, I don't think you're worthy for both belts. So I've spoke to Adam Pearce. I'm just going to put the WWE on the line. You're not you're not even going to take like you're not going to I'm not even running the risk of you taking my universal. I don't know if that would work and if fans would buy it or, or if WWE force him to like separate the belts and maybe take one off him or something. I don't know. I really don't know how you're going to do it. There's ways of doing it. There's ways of doing it, but I, I don't know that I would do it. Oh, and let me honestly, if you're going to take shots at me, you better, you better sit down because, uh, I mean, look, don't go uh, live for what the script says. First of all, how are you ever meant to criticize anything? If you don't, if you don't go after the script, my, my they all have to do what the script says, right? So Liv, they had an opportunity with Liv for her to come out and surrender the title. I said that. I said that. I said that she should surrender the title. They didn't have her do it. Now she's being booed. Now she's being booed, right? Now, if you take all of that as me hating on Liv after I've sat here and said I respect Liv, that's on you. That's not on me, right? You do sound like a butthurt live fan, right? I'm just going to be straight up honest. It sounds like tonight has been pretty traumatic for you, right? Because 
all I've done is say that it went the way I said it was going to go. And to be honest, I didn't even think it would. I, I thought that if, if that result, unless she surrendered the belt, I thought that it was going to be seen that she was a champion or acting like a champ when she wasn't. And that is what people have seen. You tapped out, chant. You tapped out. So it's not about hating on Liv. It's about hating on the situation that they've put Liv in, right? And I think just dismissing it by saying, oh, she's only following the script. Well, everyone only follows the script. Like, your your opinion on anyone? I mean, like, how can you hate Roman's reign then? How can you hate Roman Reigns? All he's doing is following the script. So don't you dare ever criticise any wrestler ever because I'll just turn around to you and say they're following the script. So that's a stupid comment, right? So as much as I like your comment and I like your statement... Don't have a pop at me, because I'll quite happily fire it back. And what was your other point? Was it about Becky uh, complain when 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 it happens to Ronda by Becky? You didn't complain when it happened to Ronda by Becky. What are we talking about? The the kind of screwy finish at the end of WrestleMania 35? Because I did complain, because I said it looked botchy. I even said I don't think the match should have ended. Hopefully we are uh, back. Hopefully uh, it's coming through. We just got smashed with a bit of lag there. And uh, unfortunate because I was on my soapbox. I was on my soapbox. I was going with both barrels. (laughs) But um, unfortunately the lag got us. So just to round up on that comment, I did complain about Becky and Ronda. Um, If it's the end of WrestleMania 35... It definitely felt to me like that was a botch. And it definitely felt to me like that did not go the way it was meant to go. Um, Obviously, Ronda then goes away for a long, long time. And we're still waiting for Ronda and Becky to kind of get, like, you know, into a feud. And it is believed that next year's WrestleMania is going to be that feud. Um, But in all fairness, I mean, like, that was something that happened. And then, uh, you know, she goes away for a long, long time. And uh, I think with this, this is something that is very fresh in the mind. This is something that was um, specific to Liv's character. And uh, I think that she's come in as one person, uh, a bubbly, like, you know, can do anything, uh, baby face, believe in yourself, representing the kids. And uh, she has not turned around and um, kind of stood up with what's happened. Instead, she's kind of ignored it just like oh i'm really conflicted about it but i am still your champion and well listen it played out the way it played out so i think if you're upset about it i can understand but you you need to be upset with the writers you need to be upset with triple h you need to be upset with those that booked it so that's my take on it it went the way i thought it would go and um it's not the way i would have booked it it's not the way I would have booked it. I, do you know what? I wouldn't have had Liv in that situation. I wouldn't have had Liv get booed. Because if I'd have booked it, she would have surrendered the title before any boos came. So uh, far from hate, I would have saved her from it. And on that, uh, we are wrapping up. So we got our score. Our score was 10 out of 10, believe it or not. 10 out of 10. So uh, an amazing show. Headlines. Carrion Cross is back. Carrion Cross is back. And uh, I am very excited about what the future is going to hold. And um, yeah, let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot for watching. I will see you again next time. Bye for now.